So I've been thinking a lot lately. Uh, there's some people who are just naturally born with gifts. Uh, for example, Michael Jordan, he was gifted with playing basketball really well. Serena Williams, she can play tennis amazingly. Whitney Houston was probably the best singer of all time. And, and Michael Jackson, he was an amazing dancer and performer. There's some people who are just born with natural gifts. But if you get the opportunity to showcase those gifts to the world, well, that could transform everything. And that's what today's guest is actually doing. Alex Hill, she's an amazing cook. She has a food blog called Just Add Hot Sauce, and she's also a culinary instructor. And what's so amazing about Alex is that she is actually, through her blog and social media, teaching people not only how to cook, but she's also giving people recipes on how to basically cook for themselves. So for me, someone who does not know how to cook, Alex is actually making me feel like maybe one day, one day I could try one of her dishes and not burn something. <laughs> but on the real, Alex and I, we talk about a lot of different things, but in particularly that stands out the most for me is the lack of diversity in the food industry and also the importance of making sure that you take chances and go after what you believe in. And that's what Alex is doing every single day. She had a dream and she went for it. So I'm really excited for you all to hear this conversation. I think a lot of people are going to be inspired, especially those who are working those nine to five jobs and you just have that burning desire to just go for something. Alex is doing that every single day. So this is the Black Stage. Okay, so today we have an amazing guest, super excited. Like the energy is just radiating from the computer. So I am I'm I'm happy to have the amazing Alex Hill, who is a food blogger and culinary instructor. Um, she runs the blog. <laughs> she runs the blog Just Add Hot Sauce. Um, and she has just been on a whirlwind coming off of so many different media hits. Uh, she was just recently featured in Good Morning America um, for her amazing work. Uh, I mean, like if you just follow her at just, it was a just add hot sauce on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Her food is extraordinary. It will make anyone, even for the people like me who cannot cook, believe that there is an opportunity that you can make something as scrumptious as what Alex Hill is doing. So this Alex, is thank you for- intro, by the way. <laughs> you know, we, we, we try to do what we can. Alex, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm like smiling from ear to ear at that intro. I appreciate it. Look, you deserve all the flowers. We give people their flowers on this podcast. And, you know, there's so many different things that I want to talk to you. And, you know, again, like the grounding of every conversation that I start out with is just like, how did you get your start, right? Like, yeah. obviously you have this amazing following, you are featured everywhere, your recipes are amazing. So it's not like just kind of like, oh my gosh, Alex is so cool and I wanna follow her. It's like, no, like you're actually teaching people how to cook these amazing meals, but it, yeah. it didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Can you tell me how you got your start in this? Oh my God, well, yes. So. I've always had like a love for cooking since I was younger. Um, I'll kind of take it like, and tell me if this is like long story long. We but love the long I'm, stories. Okay, so when my parents got divorced, my I moved from DC to Maryland. And my mom was like, she was a good cook, but like from what I can rem remember when I was younger, but I just remembered her always in the kitchen. And like probably around 12, she saw that I took a liking to cooking. And so she started to allow me to cook a recipe a weekend. And she was always in the kitchen. I just always remember like on Sundays, her just 
making this like extraordinary meal. And that's why I love Sunday so much because like it's my start to the week because of my mom. And so I used to watch, I used to be upset. I still am obsessed with the Food Network, but I used to watch that show or like the whole network all day. And so my mom was like, okay, like you can start cooking a recipe. So I started printing out recipes and my first dish from what I can remember was vanilla lime flan. And my mom was like, okay, like, and I was 12, didn't know how to do nothing, but I just followed directions and I printed out like the recipe when printers were like a thing. And I just like loved cooking. And my mom to me, she told me like, years later, she was like, I wasn't the best cook, but like, I knew I had to feed you guys. And I took a liking to cooking over the years because of feeding you. So she was like, I, she was like, I just fell in love with cooking because that's how I, I gave my love to you guys. And I just wanted you guys to have a meal, a really good meal every day. And so that obviously took on to me. So I started cooking. I was really into baking at first so my dad would have um, a huge like Memorial Day cookout every year and I would always be responsible for the desserts. So I would make like all the desserts and I was super pressed. I was super pressed. But then like, <laughs> I was so pressed. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a coconut cake on <laughs> this year. So, and my parents always, they, they encouraged it. Um, and I wanted to go to culinary school um, but my mom and my dad were like, hold up now. Like, we love that you love cooking, but like really want you to get a four-year degree. So obviously went to Hampton. Um, but I was still cooking in college. And after graduating, I got a job. Well, got an internship, then a job. So I still had like the knack for cooking. Like I remember you met my roommate Kelly, right? Yes, yes. Yes. So I was like, we were living in, I forgot where we were living, but it was in Harlem, obviously. And I made, I dragged her to uh, open enrollment at the Institute of Culinary Education. And this was like 2013, maybe. And I would always get so scared because I'm like, I don't want to go into more like school debt. I was like, I'm, I just can't like foster up that, that much money, like for something that I know I have a knack for. So I, I went to open enrollment maybe like three times and I just could not, I was like, I can't, I can't pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is long story long, but, um, I still just continue to cook. I was still obsessed with like cooking shows and like magazines. So like, I just kept feeding my passion and feeding my interest to know more. And I still am learning today. Like I still love to, to watch, I'll watch Food Network like all day like every day, like Bon Appetit, like, even though they're going through some controversy right now, but, <laughs> but like, it's, I just love, cause like for me, it's bringing people together and that's what my mom did. And that's what I just love to do with food. And so in 2017, I started just at hot sauce and, you know, like I said it in my newsletter, like the other day that like I got imposter syndrome. Cause I was like, I'm not a writer. I'm not a food blogger. Like I, like people aren't coming to my page. So I stopped for probably like a year from 2018 to 2019. Cause I just became defeated. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can do this. So in 2019, I decided, cause I was going to therapy and I love therapy. Like I can't advocate for therapy enough. And my therapist was like, why don't you start doing stuff for you? Like with cooking, like maybe take a cooking class or something like that. So I was like, yeah, I was like, okay. So I was looking into cooking classes because I was like, you know, aside from like my nine to five, which is like 
really like nine to nine because like we're super busy. I was like, I have to start pouring into myself again. So I went to a cooking class at the Culinary Institute and it was a pasta making class and, and I never made pasta before. Love pasta, like love pasta. So I went and I was like this, I remember this girl who was going said, she was like, you really know a lot about cooking. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I do. I was like, I do. I was like, well, I love to cook. Cause like, they were like asking questions and I was answering all the questions. And one of the attendees like, you really know a lot. And so I walked away from that class, like kind of like feeling really confident. And I came home and I told my boyfriend, I was like, I think I want to do like a cooking class, like teach a cooking class. And he was like, okay. So in February of 2020, I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm going to teach a cooking class. I was like, I feel like I can give people like at least like the starting basics. And like, for me, it's all about feeling confident in the kitchen. So February, I hosted my first one and then it kind of got my confidence back. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, fuck, this was supposed to be my year. Like, I was like, this was my year. I was supposed to do all these cooking classes because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it got well received. And then the pandemic hit and like, I was again in my head, I was like, okay, well I'm working from home and I travel so much for work that, that this was like my time to be home and just cook all the recipes I wanted to cook all the recipes I've been thinking in my head. And just, I just started posting them on Instagram and, and people started to like follow me more. And then I started to post the recipes and then I was like, okay, like that's growing. I was like, that's kind of insane. And then the captions I like ran out of like the word count for the captions. So like my big sister, you know, Janelle, Janelle was like, you should start posting again on your blog. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I was like imposter syndrome. This is literally what my newsletter was about yesterday. And I started posting on my blog again. And it, I don't like last year, like the pandemic was crazy, but for me, I was meant to be in that space mm-hmm. all last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers the question, but yes. Yeah. So I've been cooking a very long time and I love mm-hmm. to cook. So there's so many pieces of that that you said, and I want to kind of not pick apart, but I want to kind of like lean into a couple of things, right? That you yeah. mentioned. You talked about um, your mother and how your mother translated love through cooking, right? And yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing um, because, you know, you can, you can, use so many different examples soul food the movie right the grandma cooking for the family and just how like families just kind of come together around good meals Mm -hmm. um and I also want to kind of like highlight something that you said around imposter syndrome a couple times that you mentioned you know there are so many young people who have these hidden talents that have these things that they're just naturally good at but they are constantly feeling defeated whether they don't want to go into student loan debt or they feel like you know people are going to talk bad about them or think that they're crazy and then all of a sudden when the success comes from all these different things that they kind of push through it's kind of like when they when they reflect it's like wow I would have never imagined right and really looking at you know just the rapid growth in and your following and how you how much success you've kind of like received from this it really you you really use the 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 pandemic as an incubator for yourself really because it finally kept you in one place Alex someone who loves to travel someone who's who's on the scene who's you know you know for all those who are everyone who doesn't know Alex has a full-time job you have a full-time job and it's a job that requires a lot 
from you. Um, And so to be at home grounded, it's like, yo, I can actually focus on this. Can you talk to me a little bit about um, just what it meant for you to kind of like get on the other side of the imposter syndrome, right? Because there are a lot of people out there who I hear constantly, like, I really want to do this, but I'm crippled with fear. I am crippled with like, what's the societal implications of it all. Can you talk to me about that? I mean, I am still crippled with fear every day because, you know, having a great support system is, it means the world to me. And I think for anyone, it it really helps. But like, I think you really have to get to the point of saying, fuck it. Like, fuck what other people think. Like for me, like cooking is really my passion. And I was like, I'm, it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to have the perfect lighting. Like I was using my camera and I have an iPhone with 10 and that camera is on the outs. And I was like, And I was re- like, I was getting caught up in like, okay, I need to order this. And I, my boyfriend said, he was like, you're either going to order all this stuff mm-hmm. and, and like do it, or you're just not going to do it. Cause I kept saying like, oh, well, I'll need, I'll need to buy a camera and I'll need to do like lighting. And, and, and he's like, you have everything you need. So like, why? And I just kept crippling myself. Like it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. And then you start to compare and you see mm-hmm. all people like, you know, the fancy reels or just mm-hmm. perfect lighting and, and accessories. But I was just like, oh my God, this shit is exhausting. And I was just like, I have to just do it. I was like, despite the fear, despite like thinking I'm not good enough or I, I don't have the proper equipment and stuff like that, like you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I wish how I feel now, I would have talked to like the younger Alex and been like, hey girl, like you got this. Like, just keep going. And I think the pandemic really taught me, like, just keep going. Like, right. you know, so. The, pan- the pandemic really stripped uh, a lot of it's- things away from people. Oh um, and, and, you know, all of, all of the, uh, the mist in the, in the, in the, in the things that kind the of smoke like. smoke and mirrors. Yes. All of that. It just was, it was like, yo, everyone's at home everyone's at home everyone is struggling in some type of way you know you hear stories around like mental health you hear stories around like you know um you know food and appetite and physical like you know things that were happening and it's just like amazing to me like that people were able to hide um behind so many realities of their everyday life and then you were finally forced to look at that person in the mirror that you had been avoiding for so long and honestly to like to piggyback off what you said like we were forced to like strip down and be bare and really like, okay, like what do you actually like to do? I think people are like, after the pandemic, you should come out with da 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 da. Like, I think people are forcing that down or society or social media is like forcing that down people's throats. Cause honestly, like I was just moving through the world. Like I had my job, which I love, like, and working at Team Epiphany, like, has exposed me to so many people and to so many opportunities. So, like, I'm thankful for it. But, like, I was traveling a lot, going to brunch, going to day parties, like, just, like, not taking the time to really be like, Alex, like, you started this blog in 2017. It's just sitting there in Squarespace, Mm -hmm. charging me $30 a month. And, like, what Mm -hmm. are you doing with it? Mm -hmm. And, like, it really forced me to be like, okay, like, this is what you love. So, like, just give that to the world and like, and, and that, and people will receive that, 
you know? So it was kind of like, I have to. And mm-hmm. the the universe honestly forced me to, too. Mm-hmm. It was like, you got to eat. Yeah. And, my and it looks good. Bills, yeah. So my grocery bills were insane because I was like, I'm just going to do everything I want. And, and yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, So it's Women's History Month. um, And, you know, this is a time when we not only we should always reflect the the amazing things that women have done uh, for this country and the culture more broadly. But in particularly, there has been a lot of criticism around um, mainstream media and mainstream food networks around the lack Mm -hmm. of diversity and equity um, that they that they facilitate specifically for women of color. And we can just lean in and say black women in this case, right? Black women have, even though black women have given their all to the food industry, we we rarely see black women celebrated in mainstream media or mainstream platforms in magazines. And it's like, you might get a little corner, but we're not going to center you in this way. And so when you're doing your work, bringing your specific lens, bringing your black, your, your blackness, but your background yeah. as well um, into this space, um, I, I'm wondering what advice you have for other young women who are looking to lean in in this way, um, because I think that you know, because there's such a lack of diversity in in cuisine and food um, networks more broadly, um, you're really kind of like diversifying the industry and just doing your work, right? Just being in the space is diversifying the industry. So right. I'm wondering, do, do you have any advice or do you have any thoughts around that? So one thought around like the lack of diversity too do you have any advice in women who are women of color specifically who are looking to come into this industry and three um what needs to be done like what needs to be done to to really kind of like bring black women into the fold yeah well i mean the lack of diversity in like food media is exhausting because black women in general are like the pillars of like cuisine because like if you want to take it back to like the slave days like we were the ones cooking the food you're eating. So you are getting inspiration from us from way, way, way back in the day. And like, when I was younger, I would look at the Food Network and I didn't see literally anyone that looked like me. The only person that looked like me was, I think it was like the Neelys and I'm not from the South. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, yeah, their food was great, but like, you're still, you're pigeonholing us into this type of cuisine that like, yeah, okay, like that's great. Like we grill, we we have cookouts and all that shit, but like we eat more than that food. And like it just really seems like they're the food media world is pigeonholing us into they grill, they barbecue, they eat unhealthy food. And like you can see that from even like on Food Network today. And it's like for me, it's really important to to honor like how I grew up and honor my mom and honor my dad because my mom she's Puerto Rican and my dad is black, but like my mom grew up feeding us every type of cuisine. Like I was exposed to every type of cuisine when I was younger. And, and my dad who he's a, he's a great griller. I don't think he's a great griller, but like he traveled all over the world for his, for his job. So he would take us to like Moroccan like restaurants when we were younger so I was exposed to all of that so that's what I want to give my audience to and like I don't want them to feel pigeonholed into like oh you can you can only do one type of dish and like I think my best advice is be authentic because people can see through like that bullshit and that fake shit 
Like mm-hmm. it's super important to me to be authentic. Like I remember when I was first and I'm still starting out, like I'm still growing my, my brand and my following, but it's like, I was getting so caught up in like, well, should I, should I have like all these accoutrements like in my photos and like, should I have like this? I was trying to compare myself to other people, but I was like, what I want to do is just give people great recipes. I'm not trying to have the best fucking picture. Like, yeah, pictures do matter, but like, I want people to get across it. Like, Hey, like you can cook this too. And like, that's my whole mission is like trying to like instill confidence in people. Like I get so many DMS and you're like, I really did not think I could cook this. And like, just looking at your recipe or like the instructions, like, Oh, I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's my recipe, but you cooked it, you know? So it's like, you, you did it. And that's what I really want to get across. But, but like my biggest advice is be authentic, be yeah. authentic to you. I love that. I love that. You, 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 you've talked about some of your cuisine, um, but we haven't walked through any of your recipes. And so I'm springing this on you. I didn't tell you about this, Alex, but I want to know, tell me about some of your favorite dishes that you cook. Oh my, they're all dishes of like my mom's. Cause I like, she's the best. Then let's do it. Let's, let's, let's talk like, about some of them. I think my favorite dish is probably picadillo. Um, it's like, it's actually Cuban, but it's like stewed ground beef and, and spices like cumin and like sazon and like, um, it has olives and it has like chipotle peppers. It's like a sweet and like spicy, but my mom, I, I, that was like, that's like probably like my all time favorite dish of hers. But, um, yeah, that's probably like one of my favorites to make just because it reminds me of home. Mm. Um, and then my grandfather's Puerto Rican roast pork. It was so good. And he, oh my God, I finally, I made it on the anniversary of his, his, his one year, um, when he passed. Mm -hmm. And so my family came over for, for Easter and like, I can get emotional now thinking about it, but like when you walk in, like, cause he used to live in East Harlem. And so for every Thanksgiving Christmas, he would make that or like my aunt would make it or someone. And like, as soon as you like turn the corner, you would smell the garlic. So when my aunts walked in and they smelled the garlic, they got emotional. They're like, Oh my God, it smells like grampy's roast pork. So like, it's just, that means like, so much to me so um that's yeah that's like one of my favorite you you attach your food with your family you attach your food with with the people you love the most which it shows because you love cooking and you love your family and I I think think that's really interesting how you intersect the two I think for me it's like like cooking is truly like one of the ultimate expressions of love because someone is spending like their time, their money, effort, and energy into making someone feel good through food. And like, if you ever notice, like when your mom comes home or like when you come home, like back to your mom's house, your dad's house, the first thing they probably say is, did you eat yet? And it's like, it's something that always resonates with you. And it's just like, damn, like, no. And like having that first home cooked meal when you've been away from home or like when you were in college and came back, it just is so comforting and like that's what that's my mission through like everything is making someone feel good through food and Mm -hmm. so that's what my family did and like that's how that's how I receive love and that's how I give love so so yeah 
That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I, you know, I've talked to a few people in this podcast about love and like how they understand love and, and what does love mean for them? And yeah. to hear you talk about love um, through food is, is pretty amazing because like we know this, like I, you know, I grew up in a family where, you know, my grandmother was an extraordinary cook and she was able to just, I mean, spent like 10 hours in the kitchen. That was her day job. She would be yeah. in that kitchen at seven o'clock in the morning, cooking breakfast while still cooking the, the dinner for, yeah. for that night, you know, all day. Um, and, and I knew that was love, right? I knew that was love, but to hear you say it, it just, you know, it speaks a level of truth that I think is is really going to resonate with a lot of people. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm curious, um, Alex, you know, when you think about the future and you think about like where you want to kind of take this and go with it, you know, what, what are some of your aspirations? What are some of the things that you're hoping for? Because right now you're on a rocket ship. Like I see the ship, you know, I see the... I, I see it, you know, and that's why I was like, let me get her scheduled on the podcast before she'd be like, I need to talk to my assistant and you need to talk oh to my, my, my assistant's assistant, you know, um, even though like, I would just be like, Ashley, she's not responding. Shout out to no, Ashley. I stop. Oh my God. Ashley from Def Jam. Yes, we love Ashley, but that, yes. That's my best friend. I had to, that's why I was like, I was like, Brennan, give me a couple of minutes. I'm talking to my best friend. But um, I mean, definitely, I've always wanted a cooking show. Even when I was younger and I would cook, I would always pretend to be on a cooking show. <laughs> so like I would be in the kitchen in my mom's kitchen. I'd be like, okay, so then we're going to cut the onions instead of that. So a cooking show, I eventually want to do a cookbook. I, I'm thinking about that in like the near future. Um, but yeah, I just want to continue to like encourage people to cook. And that's, what this is all about and like me just putting my passion out there in the world but I mean definitely a cooking show Netflix holler at me if you're listening <laughs> but you know I would love to be on the Food Network even though the Food Network is so white but I just can't wait until someone turns on the Food Network and sees someone that's not a white housewife or you know you're just like damn but you know it's fine it's coming it's manifesting it's, it's coming you're manifesting and and yeah. and that uh, that kind of like there uh this is my second to last question for you oh, yeah. second to last question. i could talk all day so. oh i know i know i know i know <laughs> um th there's there's one thing that i'm i'm curious about um and this leans back into like the, the framing of it's women's history month right um when you hear about women cooking, right, mm -hmm. there has been this like connotation that has been placed on like the women who cook in the kitchen. Like, you know, you don't tell a woman that she can, her place is the kitchen and what do you mean, whatever, whatever. And, and like, there's like this, this combativeness, right? Uh, of like, there's some women who just really love to cook, right? And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And if a woman chooses to, that that's what she wants her career path to be, do we honor that? Or do we say like, well, there's so much more that you can do. And I would love to hear your perspective, not coming from me as a man, asking this woman yeah. you know, this 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 thing but just there are people who are who are still trying to find their way with that and I'm sure that there are plenty of young women who will listen to this and say like I want to cook but I also don't want to be looked at as like oh well she's just a cook and she just wants to be in the kitchen right and that's where a woman's place um is supposed to be do you have yeah. any thoughts on that I mean for sure like my mom <laughs> like, was yes. not, like my mom was in the kitchen but also she was in the kitchen after an eight hour day of work. And after getting us ready in the morning, like, like my mom's a fucking boss and so am I.
So like when you see me in the kitchen, like that is my domain. Like, yes, my boyfriend can cook. Like he's a great cook, but like, this is my, this is my office. So it's like, you like, you're in my domain. So like, I know, like I turn into a different person in the kitchen because it's like, like I said, like, this is my office. So like, you can't fuck with anything. Like, just like you can't fuck with anyone in their office. Don't fuck with me in mine. And it's like, when I'm negotiating rates or like when people are reaching out to me, like I'm a businesswoman at the same time. So it's like, don't think that like, just because you're, you're cooking that like, you're, oh, you're, you're falling back into like society's ways of like, oh, a woman should just be in the kitchen. No, like, that's not at all true. Like I, I feel, and I've seen so many women in like the food media world do different things other than just like cook, like I want to get into like writing recipes for like different platforms or different like brands. And like, that's what I'm doing. So it's like my cooking and from me being in the kitchen and like doing what I love is getting me different, you know, avenues. So it's like, don't feel like you can just be pigeonholed. Like, yeah, I'm just in the kitchen. No, I'm doing a lot more other things than just being in the kitchen. Your kitchen is the business. My kitchen. Okay. What is, what is that Jay-Z lyric? What is that? I'm, oh, I'm not, I'm not a businessman. I'm the business. Yes. Man. <laughs> yes. Like I'm like that. Yes. Like that's how I, that's how I view myself when I'm in the kitchen. Like, and like, obviously like growing my platform and like, it's exposing me to so many great different brands. And it's like, that's my business. So it's like, yeah, I'm the business. So, you know, respect me. And once you step into my kitchen, that's my domain. So I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah. No, it answers the, it answers the question. <laughs> and I think that, I think that it's really good to just hear you like say those things, because I think that there are a lot of, um, complexities with that because how history has stereotyped women, but it's like, if it's a, truly a woman's choice to make her kitchen a business, I think that's super fire. And I think that that's yeah. really great. I think that's really, really great. Um, so, you know, as, as we, as we think about, um, the future, you have, you've talked about a lot of different things and, and how you want to kind of truly grow your brand and really grow your business. Um, and you alluded to this a little bit, um, earlier, but I really kind of want to double down again on, um, specifically if, if, while looking back, right, like you, you've obviously grown tremendously as a person, you yeah. have, you know, gone through your trials, you have gone through the life, right? And now you're in this place where you are just really flourishing in a beautiful way. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, Alex, when you think back to 16 year old Alex, when you think back to early 20 something Alex, or if you think back to like, you know, 10 year old Alex, right? Yeah. This girl who was really kind of coming into her own and kind of going through the motions and really was built on uh, all these years. What, yeah. uh, what advice would you give her? What would you tell her uh, to make that road a little bit more easier? Trust yourself. Like, I, like, as cliche as that sounds, like trust yourself. And I wish I knew that at 16, at 25, at 27, like I wish I trusted myself more. And I wish I believed in myself a lot more because I think fear is, is super crippling. And I think we can get in our heads a lot and that can stop us from doing a lot of stuff. So if I just trusted myself and believed in myself a little bit more, because honestly, you can have friends, you can have family, you can have everything that's like, 
no girl, you're fine. Or like, like, no, you can do this. Like what? Like, but if you don't believe in yourself, then, then that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. So, mm-hmm. and I think in 2020, I finally was like, I'm start believing in myself, especially I think, I think people get wrapped up in like the career aspect and not necessarily like, were you passionate about? Because like, we can just go through life having a career and like, you don't have a life. Like, and that was super important to me. That's why I started my blog in the first place. Cause I was like, I've been working since I graduated and yeah, it's cool. Like traveling's great. Like we get, get great projects and like, that's cool. Like I went to school for that, but it's kind of like, what do you actually enjoy? And like, yeah, I wish that I focused more on like what I was passionate about. Would you say now that you, you truly believe in yourself? I do. I mean, yes, I do. I have my days because, you know, feelings are fleeting and that's therapy. But, you know, that's, yeah, I do. I do believe in myself. And like, I know that I'm here on this world for a reason. And that reason is cooking and to make everyone else feel like they can cook. So, yeah. Believe in yourself because that's half the battle. Listen, you know that quote, if I believe in myself as a half white, mediocre white man does, <laughs> I would be a lot further, you know? So, you know? <laughs> Alex, that was an amazing way to end this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> I hope, listen, that's for real though. Thank but- you, Alex. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.